Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Yo. Welcome to the WAG podcast. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me today, Michael. Anytime. (laughs) Today we are going to talk about one of Michael's super skills. I think whenever I try and brag about you to other people, this is something that comes up pretty often because I feel like when it comes to pushing hard in workouts and beyond, I guess, pain tolerance in like physical pain tolerance, you are of the, you have to be of the like 1% of the population. Like you're just so good at it in willing to suffer more than other people. You gotta, you gotta up it. Like the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. (laughs) I think that you just have skills here that you've developed over time that a lot of people can benefit from. So if you're interested in being able to push harder in your workouts and get the benefits, we're going to talk about the benefits of why that would be useful to you. Because even if you don't want to push harder in your workouts, what we're talking about today will lead to other benefits in your life. So that's what we're going to talk about. But before we do that, we're going to talk about how we want you guys to write reviews. And If you love this show and you love us and you like hearing what we have to do, we want to keep doing this and it helps us get the word out there and it also motivates us to keep doing these shows to hear what you love about it, hear what you're taking from it, give us a review and make our day. That would be helpful. And also if you have a specific question that you want to ask us, maybe it's about relationships or business or nutrition, fitness, whatever it is you got going on, please head to workingagainstgravity.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down. There's going to be a button that says start recording. Make sure you're in a quiet room. We've gotten a couple questions with like a barking dog and a crying baby. So make sure you're in a quiet room if you can and leave us your name, where you're from and a brief question. And we would love to answer it on the show. Sweet. Let's do this. Anything else? Want to get into it? Okay. So you seriously have one of the best pain tolerances of anyone I know. When I first met Michael, you had already won the CrossFit Games twice on a team. And at the time, you weren't really working out that much. You had been two years out of surgery, a year out of surgery, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. two years out of surgery. And I mean, you were working out like going to classes every once in a while. But, you know, then a year later, you decide to do the CrossFit Open. And I watched you in the first workout or like when we would go to the competitive class at the gym, you weren't in nearly as good of shape as some of the other people, but you were just willing to hurt more than them. And it's such a crazy thing to watch because I've wanted that sometimes. Like I want to be able to go there into what people call like the pain cave. So have you always been that way? Like was that always something that you were able to do? Mm-hmm. I think in like physically – as far as far back as I can remember, yes, the the like the drive. I've been so driven to be like the last man standing in other areas of my life. I didn't learn like hard work and pain tolerance and being comfortable, being uncomfortable for a long time until 
probably I started college or maybe even a little bit after in some things. As long as I can remember, like anytime we would do conditioning or like we did these these things in football in the summer, I forget what they're called, when we're doing like double days and we're doing these kind of CrossFit-esque competitions where one one challenge is holding a barbell above your head for as long as possible. I was uh, an, an eighth grader with like seniors in high school and it was just me and one other guy standing. Or we're doing conditioning exercises and I'm like a very average I have very average speed compared to a lot of my peers growing up, but I was almost always the last person standing or like the first one finishing the conditioning exercises. And I think part of it was genetically like I'm a more slow twitch person, like I'm, I'm more endurance based. But I think that at some point, I, I don't know when it started, but I got validated for being like a, a tough person. And then that I just wanted that validation so, so badly. And I think this, this I've never thought this before, but I, I, I think this plays into it. Like I, I, I think I needed validation more than a lot of people. And that's part of what led to my addiction, like this desire, huge desire to fit in. And so I was just willing to do whatever it took to get that validation, to, to be considered the tough guy or to have some kind of, I don't know, accolades or, or verbal praise for, for being tough. Mm -hmm. So I think I learned that part at a young age. Yeah, I definitely see that like there's this aspect of I need to win or, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not about winning. It's like not losing. Like j I just don't want to lose. I, I want to be on that, top. Yeah. And we just watched the fittest documentary, which was awesome, by the way. If you haven't watched it, you should definitely watch it. And Matt Frazier, the three-time, three-time? Four-time. Four-time. Four-time CrossFit Games champion. At the end, I mean, I'm not like saying you're Matt Frazier, but he it like definitely reminded me a little bit of you when he's going into that last workout and he's like, I am just willing to die. Like he didn't let go of the bar. And you're like, how could he do that? And comp he's just like willing to suffer because – to him, if he doesn't win, he loses. Like there's no like second right. place. Like he just If he doesn't loses. win, he's dead last. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he might as well be to him. Yeah, yeah. And he had to like talk himself through it. Like actually like I have a good life and it's okay and like blah, blah, blah. Because it might – it was in the in this particular season, like it was kind of close near the end. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of this like mentality that you've developed mm -hmm. a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, I, it, I'm a little bit like – disappointed in myself that it's it is more a fear or a hatred of losing fear is probably a better word uh it's more of a fear of losing than like a love of winning or a love of being the best i can absolutely be i've definitely been driven more by a fear of losing and and what that means about me or how that affects people people's perception of me mm -hmm. for sure yeah i think you're working through it now too but there's a shadow side to every strength. So maybe that's the shadow side of yep. the, sh the, the dark side of wanting to win so bad and being willing to push yourself is that it's coming from a place maybe that is in what you look like to other people and trying to look a certain way. But mm -hmm. I really want to talk about, we're going to talk about some of the benefits of how that's affected in your life. But first, how do you think about dealing with pain and how did you learn to train yourself to be this way? So if other people are also looking to get that mm -hmm. edge or to push themselves a little bit harder, how did you do that? 
Yeah, like I said, I think I've been, this has been like a, a gift of mine for a while. And I have been into training my mind for over 12 years now. So I think part, part some of this stuff I'm only able to articulate now, but I was kind of wrestling with this in my head for a really long time before I knew what I was doing. I think the first key like distinction to make or, or thing to consider is differentiating pain from suffering. So pain is inevitable in life in general. In exercise or in competition, pain is inevitable. We, you know, we're pushing our body past what we're capable of, past what we can sustain for forever, right? When we go above our lactate threshold, we only have so long before our body will literally fail us. And that starts to create some pain. Now, suffering is the story that we tell ourselves about what that pain means, right? If I'm in the middle of a, uh, a long run, if I'm telling myself something like, this is the hardest run I've ever been on, I'm going too fast, I'm going to blow up, I just can't make it, this is so painful, that starts to create suffering. So as you like to say, it's pain on top of pain. So with our minds, we can create a more powerful experience of pain than the actual physical sensations of pain in our bodies. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So the key distinction to make is we are not our thoughts. We are not our emotions. So I had this, uh, it was only a few years ago when I had this big like unlock uh, in my mind or, or aha moment in fitness where I was doing a big set of wall balls and I was like 20 or 30 reps in uh, and, and I was in the middle of like several rounds of doing this. And I got to the point like physically where I would usually drop the ball and then I noticed in my head saying, okay, you're really tired. You need to drop the ball on the next rep. It was like the 30th rep. And then I realized like, oh, this is, it's, I'm just feeling some physical sensations in my body. I don't have to drop the ball. And it's, it's really hard to describe this without it sounding like almost like too simple or too good to be true. But just noticing that story, that internal chatter going on in my mind relieved like, I don't know, 20, 30, 40% of the overall pain that I was, that I was feeling. I think you, the, the, the thing you said at the time, because I think it's still stuck into my head now, is I want to drop the ball. I don't need to drop the ball. Yes. And there's a difference between the wanting is that voice in your head that's wanting to drop the ball. Like, I it's hurting right now. It would feel great to have some relief in this moment. And it would be nice to drop the ball and put my hands on my hips and take a couple breaths. But I don't need to drop the ball. Mm -hmm. And I that always really struck me as, oh, actually... I'm pro it is so unlikely, especially me. I'm definitely not going to push myself to the point of like my body giving up, you know? Mm -hmm. So it helped me realize like, actually, I don't need to drop the ball. I just want to. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can do five more reps. I can do 10 more reps, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Yes. And I don't think understanding this distinction will turn you into Matt Frazier. It's not going to give no. you like 50% more cardio and workouts, but it can definitely give you an edge and it can help you reach your actual full physical potential of what you're capable of right now. Um, it can definitely help. I think too, it also, it's, it makes all of it a little bit more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the whole pain on top of pain is 
it it takes a little bit of the you know there's some some in everybody who's listening to this podcast has exercised before loves exercise likes challenging themselves there's some enjoyment that comes out of that and if you finish a workout and the whole time you were like man that sucked like a, it's taking a little bit of the enjoyment out of it versus man that was difficult but i i dominated, I dominated it. it and i think that having this attitude about it even if it only makes you 2% better the the feeling of enjoyment afterwards or how you think about the workout afterwards is worth it mm-hmm. within itself like even if you know you're probably not going to become Matt Frazier ever but <laughs> it's uh, it's worth it just for that right yeah i think it it also how you treat yourself and how you talk to yourself in this challenging environment will also translate over to how you speak to yourself in other areas of life like work or relationships or being a parent or whatever it is. You can have this feeling of like suffering and having to grind it out and feeling terrible the whole time. Or you can have this mentality of I'm going to thrive through this. Mm-hmm. So the, the next thing is start to just pay attention to that internal dialogue and really try to notice and spot negativity. And one thing that I love that Eckhart Tolle says, uh, he's, an, he's like a spiritual author. He says, as soon as we bring consciousness to unconsciousness, it dissolves. So as soon as we spot something within our own mind, and we, we just notice it and we become the watcher, that thing can immediately start to dissolve. So as soon as we spot negativity, it immediately can start to go away. Mm-hmm. So one, I got a couple, I have a couple examples. Like notice the difference in, well, I guess not everybody's played football. So I'll just give this one. Uh, I, I did seal fit two times. The first time I did it, I, from the very get go. Well, what's was, seal fit? Well, I did the Kokoro camp specifically. It was a 50 year, 50 hour crucible experience, which is like the hardest workout you've ever done. And you just do that for 50 hours. Yeah. So 50 hours straight, very, very little sleep. No, no, sleep. no sleep. No sleep. sleep for 50 hours. You're barely eating. And no, you, you eat. You eat. You eat. And you just, you're not allowed to quit. If you quit, you're done. Exactly. And it's run by all former Navy SEALs. And it was by far the hardest thing I have ever done in my, like physically ever done in my life. And the first time uh, leading up to that, I had only been like, this is in between CrossFit seasons. And I had only been like powerlifting to get stronger, not much conditioning at all. And so as soon as I started, I'm giving myself like kind of an excuse of I'm not in that kind of shape. I hope this isn't that hard, you know, et cetera. And then when it was extremely hard, I, the, the constant story was I'm suffering worse than everyone else. Mm. And this, it just got worse and worse and worse. And I started feeling sorry for myself and I didn't talk to my team members about this. Like I, I didn't, I didn't allow them to support me and it just got, it was so effing brutal. It was just so hard, not only physically, but it like I just beat up on myself for two days straight. And then as many of you may know, if you've been listening to, to me for a while, at 40 hours, I quit. And I've never quit a physical challenge in my whole life. And so it was so devastating to me. I signed up for another one the very next day. And what didn't start the next day? He just signed up the next day. Exactly. I signed up for (laughs) one that was like a week after the next CrossFit Games. Next time I go into it 
I'm in gr- I'm in great shape and I decide I'm not going to just get through this. I'm going to dominate this entire weekend. And every time like from the very get go, I I knew I was going to have to be able to put out for a super long amount of time, but I didn't hold anything back. I didn't try to reserve some in the tank. I just gave every single thing I had from the from the very beginning. And this completely changed my experience. I was in probably similar shape, even though I had, you know, I, I was a little bit better conditioned. I was in similar shape. And my experience was just completely different because of the the approach that I took in my mind. So the second thing, again, is notice your internal dialogue. So start to pay attention to it more and then just spot negativity and just try to allow it to leave. And something tactically that I think you've done with your athletes before when you were coaching games athletes is actually write down the things that you were saying to yourself right after your workout. Have a journal with you at the workout and then just write it down. Don't try and filter it. Don't try and make it sound better than it is. Just write down, try and remember what you were saying to yourself in the workout and write down like the the theme of thoughts that was happening during the workout. What what were you saying to yourself? And don't even try and analyze it. Just like get out what you were saying onto a piece of paper if you can. And then you can look at it afterwards so that you can notice patterns in yourself. So that's just like a tactical action step to take. I want to talk about a little bit about some of the benefits that you're getting from doing this because I don't think what you're getting is just pushing yourself harder in workouts and finishing faster, doing more reps or whatever. That's in one hand, that is some benefit that you're getting. You're, I mean, you are really fit. So that's, that's like a benefit. You can, you know, do a lot of things physically, but there is some other benefits outside of the gym that you're getting from this. So I want to talk about how you've, like the one thing is how this has helped you build some self-esteem outside of the gym. And I want you to talk a little bit about that. I think your ability to handle hard things in one area can immediately translate to handling hard things in another. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, but now I just have this. So self-esteem is our ability, our our belief and our ability to cope. So now I have this such a rock solid self-esteem and my ability to cope with anything that life throws me. So it may have started with being able to cope with double days in football conditioning in 100 degree weather in Louisiana as a kid. It might have been reinforced by competing at the CrossFit Games in the Carson summer or doing seal fit twice. And now it shows up as, you know, you and I are in an argument. And in the past, I may have reacted to that and not behaved like the man that I want to be. But now I can notice my thoughts and I can notice the, the emotions that are going on with me rather than just reacting immediately. I can kind of take a pause and I can just see the that whole like pattern going on in my mind and my body. And I can just take a deep breath and then I can respond better and I can respond more maturely and in a way that leads to progress for both of us. Mm -hmm. Same thing with work. If I'm feeling like really stressed out and like I have so much work on my plate and I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed, I can remind myself that, okay, I'm just feeling a little bit of discomfort. I don't have to spin out about this. I don't have to, I don't have to feel overwhelmed. The overwhelm is coming from my own mind, not from the amount of work that I have on my plate. 
Right. I think that this is another way of if you don't love to meditate and you don't love to, that's like a super challenging for you. This is another way to get some of that same benefit of being able to pay attention to what's going on in your mind, of being able to notice that I'm anxious or I'm stressed and feeling like I can choose something, a different belief. I can change my thoughts and I can I can handle difficult things in my life. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really cool. And I love how you often, you know, you still do all of the meditation and the journaling and all of that type of stuff, but sometimes you intentionally put yourself in a difficult physical situation like – I mean, when we first met, you did a mile of walking lunges with a 20-pound vest. Don't know why you did that, but you did it. Or you've done before climbing up a mountain with holding like a sandbag or like a like something like that that's just like intentionally you know this is going to be a crucible experience. You know that this is going to be really challenging. When you're doing those types of things, are you doing them knowing that like I'm going to be stronger on the other side of that or is is it something else? Mm, like can other people yeah, do that too? It, oh, absolutely. Part of it is like an experience to see if I am capable of it. A lot of times I'm doing it with someone else and I feel like it's a really fun bonding experience yeah, like in some kind of together. sick way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I want to see if I'm if I am man enough for it. If if I have enough or to, woman enough. Well, I'm not thinking if I'm woman enough <laughs> very often. And yeah, I I think it's more about the experience, not not really about the training, but I think it certainly has contributed to me being mentally tougher. Yeah. So for people that are listening, if they want to like get some of the benefits from this, do you think that they can maybe just like once in a while, what's the action step here? So if we're gonna give someone an action, I think some one that you've given me before is you're going into this workout and just you toe the line, like push yourself as hard as you possibly can and don't hold anything back and they're not going to die and you're going to be okay and go for it in Mm -hmm. this workout. And that's really helped me push and get at least some of these benefits for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's one approach. The, The thing with that is I think a lot of people already feel like they're doing that and they're looking for a way to more tactically train it. Mm -hmm. I I think about it kind of like, like the reason meditation is so beneficial for training your mind is because there's no other distractions around. It's like learning how to snatch with a PVC pipe, right? Starting to notice your thoughts and your emotions while sitting down with your eyes closed is just a really simple way to start observing. So in terms of working out, keep it as simple as possible. Do monostructural uh, workouts. So rowing, running, swimming, biking, whatever, like a one movement. I like to do it in intervals. Again, there's not all of these distractions. You don't have to move around. Uh, you don't have to do a bunch of movements, but just do a monostructural workout. I do something like 20 minutes, uh, 30 on 30 off and just start to really watch your mind as you're, as you start to get exhausted, notice what's going on in your mind. And you can play around with what I talked about dissolving the negativity at the end of it, journal about it and, or just reflect on it and see, see what there is to learn. Yeah. I really like that. You've made, well, you haven't made me, but you've encouraged me to do 30 minute rowing sessions before just 30 minutes of straight rowing. And it's really interesting what comes up in your mind when you just got to row for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. A lot of different things can come up in your mind for sure. Okay, cool. 
So I hope that was helpful for you guys. And let us know how it's going. Push yourselves a little bit harder in the gym and maybe pick a couple workouts that you know are going to be a challenge for you Mm -hmm. intentionally so that you can go in there paying attention to what you're saying to yourself and maybe using that to help you build some self-esteem in the rest of your life. Love it. Bye, guys. Peace. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.